Welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your host, myself, Russell Lee, and as always, the fantastic B-Final, Chris Bergen. How are you doing, Chris? I'm not doing too bad, Matt. It was a, I thought you already hinted it was a good weekend for me, So, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Why don't you thank the sponsors? Oh, yes, absolutely seamless, mate. Let me say thank you to the CML Distribution, Schumacher Racing and Will Speed, the companies that keep us in there every week, and luckily they throw us some prizes at Christmas. So, guys, thank you very much for that. So this week, um, it's Mike Elliott, the the West Midlands, or should I say Midwest BRCA rep, who was also a Schumacher um, runner. So how you doing, Mike? You okay? I'm good, thanks. Brilliant, brilliant. It's good, it's good to finally get you on. I know you uh, you asked me a while ago, and we've just you know been passing in the wind. I know it's it's, it's mental, and it? It, it, it honestly, you know, last week we had six guests on. <laughs> it was, it was you never know where he's going from one week to the next. But anyway, it's brilliant to get you on. But I think Chris, you're going to start off with the the regional talk, aren't you, mate, Mister B final? Well, we were both in the B final this weekend, me and Mike were. So I was going to say I'm going to accept that. That's a good Mark, result. Yeah, but Mark's normally there. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Chris. Right. Sorry, mate. Go on. Ginger kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the first thing we've got to ask, mate, is what got into you putting your hand up for Midwest Regional Rep? You know, uh, everybody sort of says this, but I've done it before uh, when um, I think it was when Tom was finishing maybe when bish was finishing i sort of put my hand up a little bit then and was like should i go for this should i not go for this um but at the time it wasn't quite the time for me so this time around you know i feel a little bit more confident to to make sure that we could do things as a region and um yeah decided to put my hand up so that we had a regional series for this year. I mean, we, we lovingly call the Midwest a difficult region, but for a totally different reason this year, it has been, hasn't it? It, it really has. We're, we've fallen on one of those perfect storm kind of years this year, haven't we? So we put the calendar out. Everything was glorious. We had some amazing venues. We had, the the always good Kidderminster track. We've got Telford in there. We knew they were going to go through a revamp, but uh, we knew that if we put them later in the series, that they'd be ready for us. We had Coventry, and um, we had the dependable Oswestry in the calendar. Um, and then the storm started to hit, didn't it? And and we lost Kiddy. And then bad weather hit us for, for a Nemo round. And again, bad weather forced Telford to be a little bit delayed with their their uh, upgrades and things. So we've had that perfect storm year, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a credit to you and the team you've got in place. Because in terms of racing, I think... Although we missed Nemo on the original weekend, I'm right in thinking that's getting rescheduled, isn't it? Yeah, so so adding to those other changes, you know, in the calendar, we've also, uh, unfortunately, we've lost Coventry this year. They just won't won't be ready for us for the end of the season. 
So we're going to reschedule the Nemo rounds that we've lost due to weather into one of those dates. Uh, we're rescheduling the Telford round that we've missed as well into one of those dates. So we're still using the same dates that everybody had already booked in their calendars. But thankfully, we've still got, you know, the rounds and we're still going racing. Yeah, so are we still three from five or have we had to drop to... So at the moment in four-wheel drive, we're down to three from four, but in two-wheel drive, we're three from five. Right, okay. So, but there is, is there a chance of going to three from five with four wheels? There's a date free for somebody? There is a date. There is a possibility, but we're just checking everything, making sure all the parties are happy um, before we announce it. You know, I don't want to announce something, get people to hold their diary and stuff and and then it not be a thing. So I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not messing people around too much with the dates. But hopefully, fingers crossed, all of those things, we'll be able to get a fifth round in for four-wheel drive. Yeah. I've got to say, that has been another good thing this year with the way that you've kind of you've gone about, you say, not messing people around. But I think it's been just, it's been quite nice to be like, right, here's a problem, here's the solution, put that in place, that's what you get in, done. There's been no, didn't last year when things changed a little bit here and there, there was a lot of bitterness, wasn't there, and people, you know, gobbing off on social media about things and giving people a hard time. Um, but there hasn't really been that, that option this year, has there? Um, I would hope not. Uh, and I I can kind of comment on last year as well. Uh, I I probably added to the fuel a little bit there myself. We all we all get a bit frustrated with things and how how things going. And I know that the major comments from people within any region are travel, and and um, whether it's indoors or outdoors, that kind of thing. I've tried to listen to people a little bit with regards to, you know, a lot of people have said that they think that the regional series should be an outdoor series and therefore, you know, no indoor tracks. Some people within the region say that they'd like it to be mixed and and have a mix of indoor and outdoor during the summer series. But, you know, if, if it's a summer season, then... We should take advantage of the outdoors. I think that's that's the best thing for us. Yeah, um, I think I think then, I'm on the I'm on the side of regionals where it can be helped if we cannot do them on carpet would be great. I think they are an outdoor um, series to me. Yeah, you know as much. I, um, although I um, completed my F2 on a carpet round. Um, at Silverstone, luckily, um, I'm I'm in agreement with you, and I love carpet. But when it's summer, it, it's outside, and you know, especially with the regionals being feeder to the nationals that don't race on carpet, you know, it makes sense for yeah. for for the regionals to be outside. Even though it's weird, you know, it's just it's always something I've uh, regionals just outside. I never even realised that that back in obviously the Junction 16 ones, but before that, I didn't realise people had done indoor meet indoor um, indoor regionals or on carpet, should I say? 
I think it's something sure. people propose, isn't it? And I, I can see the benefits. You know, we we you have to try and get the regionals into such a tight space now. And there's so many things that we've got to avoid. We've got to avoid Euros. We've got to avoid Worlds, Nationals, two-wheel and four-wheel drive. We've been asked to avoid truck Nationals as well. So by the time you've factored all of that in, your 20-week summer gap that you had, you've only got, you know, a tight maybe 10 left, if that. Um, so it makes it really hard. So you kind of have to... You have to go a little bit early, and I know this year we went to Kidderminster really early, going mid-March. Um, and it, you know, if you had a possibility of going onto a carpet, do a carpet round indoors to bring it earlier, maybe that would be a possibility. But you've got to get it all finished, ready for, you know, juniors, vets, and end of season finals and stuff. So it's it's hard to sort of slot all that in to make sure you've got it in in time. Yeah, I mean, even if you count that there's, say, 26, so half of the year in terms of weekends, you've then got to avoid seven of the the national dates, including end of seasons and juniors and vets. And so there's, you're down to 19 possible. Then you've got to avoid the Euros, which covers two weekends because of the travelling to and from. So you're down to 17. And then if you're trying to not clash with the world, although that's later in the year, you know, you then got another week, another two, 15. And we're in a region where we run out on a separate dates. We haven't got the luxury of being able to, to run on one day, although I do prefer the split classes. So then you've got to get 12... 12 weekends worth of racing into 15 weeks. <laughs> yeah, have you had People that don't realise the calendar. Did you have no, that red day? No, mate, I can do maths. <laughs> Quick maths. <laughs> yeah, I can do maths. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't think people realise the challenge in the dates. I mean, I think we have got one that clashes with the Euros this year, haven't we? But Yeah, I think we've, we've got one that clashes with the Euros. We've got one that clashes with the Truck Nationals. Um, not too bad grand scheme of things over that. You know, we've done the best we can. We've hopefully still given people enough rounds that they can they can score in either or both series. So fingers crossed, you know. And we're going to some, some, you know, national tracks. So we're going to Southport next weekend for four-wheel driving trucks. And I know they've got a truck meeting the weekend after. So therefore, you know, it's going to be good practice for people if they want to go um we went to Kidderminster that that was going to be a national track you know um, we've got some some good places to go to Nemo that's got the juniors and vets so we're, we're taking people to some of the top tracks in the country yeah <laughs> we are very lucky in this region I mean if you take out what's happened to Kiddie You've got Nemo, which is uh, doing juniors and vets this year. It's held eighth nationals. We've got, we had Kiddy, like you said, that's a national track. Telford, although it's been refurbed, was a national track. Yep. We've, we've always been very lucky in terms of what we've got in this region, haven't we? Where we have, we had got the best of the best and on our doorstep, really. 
Yeah, and, and it shows, doesn't it? Because the standard of our drivers, not to not to toot anybody's horn on that one, but you know we've got quite a lot of F1 drivers, quite a lot of F2 nationals and stuff, um, and and the standard of driving is pretty high in that top end. Yeah, we always call it the hard region. It's always, yeah. it's always been called the hard region. Yeah, but um, so what made you go to Southport? Ah, that popular just, just out of interest. I, yeah, I mean, I, I love the track. I do. Don't tell uh, Aidan that. Me. And me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really, really <laughs> enjoy it's Southport. And awesome. um, so I haven't got a problem with going. Uh, but what made you go all the way up there? So, so the the process of becoming a regional track is um not known by too many people but so to to become on to come onto the regional calendar you've one you've got to offer your surfaces and uh and offer your track to the region and um some of our our midwest drivers decided that they would ask southport if um if they could borrow the venue and run a meeting there uh and they put that to a vote in the the regional agm and between all of the the regional tracks that were attending the agm uh they they all decided that it would be a good thing for us to go to to up to southport uh access wise it's not too bad it's up the m6 and and down a little bit it's pretty much motorways all the way uh, compared to going across country to some of the venues we've been to in the past, so um, hopefully it doesn't, you know, add too much travel time for people. We're going to start a little bit later than usual as well, just to give people the opportunity to get up there. Uh, with it being four-wheel drive, we typically don't have as many entrants as a two-wheel drive meeting. Uh, we we covered that in the past by doing the truck heat so it's going to be two-wheel driving uh four-wheel driving truck sorry but um it's a great venue isn't it as you know uh national grade the facilities are great there it's a really quick track and it's you know technical as well the back section don't know if you've driven that yeah but, uh, it's it's a good layout yeah, no, uh, the back section, you know, very challenging. Uh, uh, that should be interesting. And, of course, you managed to put on a, um, a guest heat this this re- round as well. Yeah, we're going to run a guest heat. Uh, there's a few few locals that would like to, to run um, and also some of the people within our region that have requested it as well. So... Uh, we've done what the people want and we've put a guest heat or two on, which will be nice. It's always good to get more people there, isn't it? Because uh, it, it's not just the racing for us when we go to the venue. It's also the, the banter between mates, isn't it? So it's nice to get as many people as we can there. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if it's uh, obviously what a lot of people that also don't realise is that um, when you go to a regional, whilst the regional does take 
the regional organisation just take a little bit of the of the entry fee to you know for things and running of the meeting. A lot of the funds they go directly to the club, don't they? So last weekend when we were at Oswestry, out of the ten pounds that we pay, is it is it still out of the ten pound about nine pound or nine pound fifty goes to the region to the actual track? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different this year. We increased the funds, so we increased it up to twelve pound for an entry fee. There is a late entry if you if you don't book in on time. Obviously, we're all we're all um, forfeiting our time. We're all volunteering our time to do these things. So, if you book in late, then there's a there's a cost to that. Uh, you know, I can't go out for a drink one evening, or at, I can't go racing. Other people the same thing. You know, to to make sure all these things and put you in the right heat and stuff. So there's a there's a fee to booking in late. But the the club gets, as you say, about nine pound fifty per entry. By the time PayPal fees and um, trophy fees and all that sorts of stuff comes out of it, because at the end of the season we've we've got quite a few trophies that we hand out in each class. So it's around that. Yeah, and it just goes to show that obviously with with tracks closing. Um, it is good to to attend the regionals. It's not. That's what my point was. That it does support the track, the clubs. It does support um, that. So by putting on a guest heat, there's a bit more, a bit more of an income for the tracks as an, an incentive, isn't there? Definitely. You know, every venue has a time, uh, a cost to the to the day. Uh, Oswestry have to pay for the entire showground, despite the fact that they they only use the corner section. So they have to book the entire grounds, all the toy, toilet facilities and things for the day, uh, because no one else can go on there and they don't don't let anybody else book it. So it's a big cost to some of these venues uh, to make sure that they can host a regional. So it gives them gives them a little bit of reimbursement. That pays for things. So the cost of changing the AstroTurf at Telford was fairly hefty. As mu- as many entries as we can give them to, to sort of help pay some of that back would be great. And it's the same wherever we go. It's it everything costs nowadays, doesn't it? So Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't did somebody put up the other day that um, Silverstone? Obviously, we've had re- we've held regionals there before. Um, their rent's going up, and that's putting a strain on whether the club can continue to run on a Tuesday night. So, anything that we're doing is is going to help really in in terms of keeping us with venues that we can go to. Yeah, you've you've probably seen it this year. I've been posting a little bit of appreciation towards the clubs. There's a lot of effort, a lot of people that that do things. Uh, for the weekend, we had people go down on the Friday to set the track out. People were painting. Unfortunately, they they would like to have painted all of the the walls and things before we went for a regional. But with us only having 10 days to to reschedule the meeting into Oswald Street, it didn't give them the time to do that, to make it nice for us all when we turned up. But, you know, all these little things, all this effort, weeding, just just 
general track track prep, even though there may not have been what Telford's going through with changing the AstroTurf. It's a lot of effort for people to go down and do all these things. Yeah. I've so, got to uh, say, um, yeah. I thought this weekend in particular, I thought, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Oz, but I think they do a great job. It's just always been a bogey track for me. You know, like everybody's got that one track that they're like, oh, God, not this again. <laughs> totally changed my mind now. Love the place. Uh, <laughs> but, B-finals do that to you, don't they? Yeah, they do. You know, when you have a cracking <laughs> resort, you kind of change your mind, don't they? Um, Sorry, Chris. But I have, just, I have got to say... Um, Obviously, to Jeff and Ash and all the other guys that help out up there and put the put the back break in work in and stuff. Oswestry this weekend, despite the fact the weather for most of it was just disgusting, I thought it was the best the tracks ever looked. Whether that's just they've really put some effort in this time or whether it's been a sustained build-up of effort over a period of time. But I thought the Astro was um, very well prepared. There was only one sort of bit that flapped up, wasn't there, as you came off the, the corner. Um, yeah. And I thought the layout was excellent. I thought the layout was amazing. Nice flowing, some tight um, technical sections. I thought, you know, you got to, I'll take my hat off to Oswestry. Street. I thought, best I've ever seen the place this weekend. We really needed that layout over the weekend. We really did. So I went down on Saturday. I'm I'm fairly local to Oswestry. Street. It is my local track, despite the fact it's still an hour away for me. But um, when I went down Saturday, there was there was a couple of big puddles, some big puddles in there. Now I know that they've got stuff underneath the track, so there's a couple of boreholes with some pumps etc. in the track where they can pump water out if they need to. Um, which was a lot of effort a few years ago to get those in place, but it works, doesn't it? And then, yeah, the, the layout they had took took the most out of the features that they've got there, but didn't make it so that when you put the power down, you, your car was just everywhere. There was, you know, the straights where they needed to be, and and it was a really enjoyable track, despite the fact that there was very little grip. Yeah. Like you say, that they put a lot of effort in the new wall that's been put up along the side so that there's no trees overhanging the track anymore. There's bits and pieces that happen in there that will will help the track in the future. So plan for next year would be to get a new rostrum in place. Uh, for those that have been there, know that the rostrum is quite tight. You made it a bit big last year, didn't you? Was it last year you did an extension on it? Um, they wanted to, they wanted to to put an extension on it, but unfortunately, you know, it wasn't wasn't the time. So, for next year, the plan is to go bigger, so it'll be a bit longer, so that people can fit on there, be a bit higher, so you can see the track a little bit better. So yeah. they're going to go through that. We've had obviously give the appreciation Telford. They've they've completely changed the track surface. That's going to be amazing when we can go back to that. Coventry when they get their site that's going to be really good there's going to be a lot of effort involved with that one and then a new track to the region which is hoping to to put in for a regional for next year they're a little bit gutted that they haven't been able to this year is Potteries uh, to Stoke there they've got a 
venue. Uh, I think it's at Junction 16 where the A500 is um, that they're going to be putting a, a track at. So that one's going to be another good one for us. So it's exactly I've got to say, the guys, and the guys at uh, 16, Pete and uh, Dan and Dave Burton, they, do, they run a cracking meeting. Um, I've got, that's one of my favourite um, club racing type venues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just back to what I thought, my favourite thing was we didn't come steaming into the infamous bomb hole off that banked corner where you were found. I thought it was a great use of that, that particular feature. Where you just yeah. it come round the short short round the outside and over and up and just dropped into it. Um I thought that was a really, really good use of the feature. And it's always a bit off putting because you're always worried about clipping and breaking the car, aren't you? And especially if you've got some of the younger kids that maybe don't know how to drive into it as well and you know, it can get quite costly for some of the parents that feature. So I'm really, really happy to see that that particular way of using it was very very good whoever came up with that yeah i agree with that and i think i heard a couple of comments over the weekend that agreed with it as well you the, if it was dry the track would have been that that layout wouldn't have worked but because it was wet the cars were going the right speed to go and do all of the features that we'd done and like you say if we'd have if we'd have had that jump jump and straight into the bomb hole then it wouldn't have worked because the cars wouldn't have been going quick enough to be able to take the jumps. Yeah. And then that would have just unsettled and, and no one would have enjoyed it. So it was a, it was a brilliant layout for, for the, for the conditions, wasn't it? Yeah. That was good. It was really good. Um, so obviously we, we kind of know what's coming up. We got, we got Southport. We've, we've touched on that a bit, but, Going into into next year, what's the plan? Are you planning to stop on? Yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying myself so far. I've not found anything that uh, that's made me really think, why am I doing this? So uh, into next year, I'm hopeful, uh, putting that out there on this on this media, that um, more tracks will put in for a regional within our region. We have got other other tracks. We've got. Ledbury, we've got Ludlow, we've got you know some other places that can do regionals if they wanted to. Um, they've just got to give us a shout, and we can see what we can do on next year's calendar. Have you ever been to a Ledbury market? It's absolutely be perfect for tenth. Absolutely, <laughs> it needs to be. You need to chop it down a bit, but you know, because um, I'm a member of Ledbury with with the eight stuff. It's absolutely it's a class track, mate. Yeah, I've been to... been to Ledbury quite a lot over the years, using the corner section in yeah. the on the mud, uh, going around the bank corner and hoping that your car didn't fly off into the yeah. into the stream. Can, but can you remember that hairpin around the telegraph pole? I do. Yeah, mate, that was <laughs> the corner of the of, yeah. of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah I went to went to Ledbury last year for the Truck Nationals. Oh, it was a yes, good venue. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. The only thing it's for fun. me, if I'm being if I'm being super critical, and I'm, I mean like mega critical, I could do with the covered rostrum. But other than other than that, that the, the venue is is absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd, I'd be about the same. Probably, just... I've, I've, I've been we had that same rostrum in 2007 uh, at Ledbury. So yeah, it's been there a while. 
Yeah, that would be that would be my only hope. But I tend not to drive with anything over my head anyway. Like I don't I don't like hoodies and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't like coats. I feel a bit bit restricted when I'm trying to drive. So um, yeah, having something covered just really helps. Yeah. Is there anything in the regional, the way regionals specify that? Because I know, like for the nationals, when we're looking at tracks, you have to have, you have to have a covered rostrum to be a national track. It is part of the requirement of putting your entry in. The same as you have to have up and downstairs. And then obviously, I know Oswestry hasn't got that, but maybe that's not as important for. A, a, is there a, is there any requirements at regional level for that that you know of? there's not really anything at regional level we've had places like Hinkley in the past where we've been on top of shipping containers and you're literally just on the top with a with a handrail and stuff obviously yeah. Redbury's not got anything um I think did was the original Coventry track I think that one didn't have one either did it but, no Coventry um, wasn't Coventry wasn't a covered track was Coventry even a covered rostrum when we were on the farm? It I'm... might have been on the farm. I think it was before the farm. I don't think it I don't think it had a cover on it when we were in by the airport, I think, wasn't it? I don't I don't remember a a roof on the rostrum when it was in rugby. No. By the farm. I don't remember a a rostrum cover on there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not it's not a you know, it's not something that is in the rules. Sometimes with some of these tracks, they're, they're temporary, aren't they? They're in a in a school field and they're put out the day before or something like that. So it doesn't have to be a deal breaker. Um, yeah. It's nice to get different venues involved, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's always good because it's good to go to different places, isn't it? And, you know, like. You get a bit of taste. You can learn different things about racing in different places as well, don't you? Yeah. If you always only go to the same tracks. I think you can get a bit, you can get a bit stagnant, can't you? In terms of, you know, like if you if you only ever went to Kiddie, you'd never learn how to jump a car, would you? No, exactly. I'd love um, to go back to a grass track. I know the cars nowadays. I don't. I don't don't think that the cars nowadays would take it because the tolerances are so tight you know that the uh the gaps between the wheels etc will get bonged up with grass and all that sorts of stuff but i'd love to do another grass track somewhere mm. there's, always been, there's always been talk of dudley doing a, um, a grass track wasn't there <laughs> was it not long ago they were gonna do a when we were short of a regional track the one year they were on about because Dudley did the Himley revival thing, didn't they? Yeah. And they were on about holding the regional at the Himley Himley yeah. Steam and Thingy Fair, but it just never. And they never pulled it off for whatever reason. But oh, I, I think that think... was COVID. That was mate. It was just because the the last Himley all meeting was before COVID. So yeah. that would, it would. I just think that's what would have put the. I was a big. I'm a big fan of grass, and I think it'd be great. Like Mike said, if you were to. Uh, to run a grass meeting as a vintage meeting but I just don't know I've cleaned people's I've cleaned people's cars when they've um, 
done grass meetings, isn't they? Just, just such a mess. You might as well just throw the bearings away and just put a new set in. But you say that, but then at the weekend we did Oswestry and, and the amount of muck that was coming out of the, the track and the cars. There, yeah. It was it was good good that the club have got a, an airline, isn't it? They had a compressor to clean the cars off, which helped everybody. But the, the funny story of the weekend was the fact that Keith, Keith uh, Robson said to me, I've taken the car out and I've cleaned it four times already today. I'm not going out in the final round so that I qualify in the A final because I don't want to clean the car four more times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know what was funny about that whole uh, thing? So Keith wasn't going to go out, was he? And then no, he wasn't. Somebody, somebody convinced him to go out in the B final because he went out and he qualified and he qualified pole in the B. And he goes, well, I'm in the B. I don't really care. It's around. I'm probably going to drop. I'm just going to not bother going out. And somebody from your lovely pit tent convinced <laughs> him to go out, didn't they? So there's me thinking, oh, God, that's it. I'm out the B now. And uh, Keith goes out, and Keith being Keith, putting a decent run. And <laughs> luckily for me, it wasn't me that got pushed out of the B, but he pushed out... Uh, Princess Jason Green. Oh. And what was the only reason that he went out to do that for? Was because if he hadn't, he'd have got beaten by Jason Potter. That was the only reason he went out. Yeah. Yeah, he did actually sell me that at work. I think he said if he hadn't if he hadn't gone out in the last round, he'd be in the same final as Potter or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah and he wasn't having it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was disappointed was really... because I I graded up fourth. So I, I'd obviously already heard him say that he wasn't going out. So I was thinking to myself, well, I've got a bit of a gap in front of me so that I can slot into and it'll be fine. And just as the warble went, I got off the line really well. Uh, Oswestry person, Andy Williams, was in third. Didn't get off the line so well, so I got past him straight away into the first corner. Because of Keith... In front of me, I backed off slightly, went over the double wrong and rolled it straight into last place. So I blame Keith for that. You had a good recovery drive there. You had a good little drive back through the pack. Yeah, I got back up into fifth, I think it was. So not too bad. No, it was good. It was good. And uh, it, I thought everybody was quite respectful in the final as well, to be fair. Um there is a video of it. Apparently, Potter videoed it. So, when I get that off him, we'll uh, we'll put that up as well. But um, now, so obviously, we've done a bit of stuff about the regional rep. How did you get started in RC? What was your sort of way in? So, years and years and years and years ago, back when I was about eleven, um, my brother was doing RC, uh, not to the level that I do it now, but. He uh, he was definitely dabbling with RC, and it was one of those, I want to do what he's doing. And uh, I got myself a Tamiya Grasshopper, I think it was, uh, and started playing around, went down to Oswestry a couple of times, enjoyed myself. Got a, I think it was a Traxxas Rustler, smelly nitro thing. Oh, dear. 
and uh, started doing that. And I think it shook itself to pieces more than I was actually able to race it, if I'm honest. But <laughs> eventually, you know, came on to brushless and more efficient cars that didn't break all the time on me. And yeah, kept going. You didn't have the uh, the traditional girls and big cars and jobs gap. No, well, I went to uni and I, I thought, well, I'll come back every other weekend. So I, I used to come back to come racing on the weekend and have to rush as fast as I could to meet the last train back to uni and things on the weekend. Uh, so I didn't really stop. And even in recent times, I've sort of said to myself, I'm going to stop and I'm going to have a break. Uh, as you guys know, most of, most of the people we had in our tent um Paul Robertson and Andy Jones and people have stopped in recent years so I kind of thought to myself maybe maybe I should stop as well and that got the truck and had some fun the last few years and now back on two wheel drive four wheel drive got myself an L L1R and an LD2 and loving it so, cause you've been, I remember you've been Schumacher for, for some time, haven't you? Because I think the first time I I ever spoke to you was Reims Euros. Yeah, and I was I was Schumacher back then. Yeah, I was. I know you've been Schumacher for a while, but uh, yeah. No, so you. I mean, you've been to some some fairly bit decent meetings, and haven't you? I mean, I say decent meetings. Reims wasn't. It's a big meeting. <laughs> it wasn't a great meeting. But, oh, God. That, no. that was definitely one of those, I, I'll always remember it. Um, it was just, I, would, I hoteled with Scott Wyman uh, and that was an experience. And we, we all went in a minibus. So there was me, Matt Dodd, Paul Robertson, Dads, Tom Yardy, you know. There was about eight of us, I think, in, in a minibus with all of our gear shooting down down the motorways in France from the Euro Tunnel. Uh so that was definitely an experience, like you say, it was it was not the most fun track and event. Purely because I don't think we we're not used to that surface, are we, most of us? Uh, I think it was I mean the surface I think was fine. I think the problem was when the tire, when they're asked to nominate a tire, they nominated the tire in the compound that they always use. But the, of course, uh, they always use source and additive. So yeah. they nominated a tire that needed additive. Had they've got the softer one by nature, I think we'd have been all right. Um, yeah, it didn't work, just, did it at all? No. And then they all told us, oh, yeah, you'll need X amount of tyres. And then I think we used, like, one set of tyres, didn't we? Because the more it had run, the better it was. Yeah, so. it, was, it, it was, yeah. You've ran it till it was a slick and bubblegum, really. And it was better. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, done done nationals in the past. Um, found myself on the good side of the, the second leg a couple of times which is always good. Uh, used to do the old BCLs for the county, the county leagues. Counties. 
Yeah. Uh, that uh, that was a good series. That was that one of my favourite ones. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think something like that, if there was the time in the calendar these days, would be an awesome series for our local clubs to get together. Because to me, it was the perfect stepping stone of a of a you know how regionals are a perfect stepping stone to go to a national and then nationals are perfect to go to Euros and Euros perfect to go to Worlds and I thought BCL was really good for your your club racer that had never really done a serious event like a regional. Yeah. Because they were a bit more BCLs were a bit more serious than a club, you weren't they? But they weren't quite as serious as a regional. You still had trophies at the end of it and you still got bits and pieces. I'm sure I've still got some in my mum's loft. Um, And I just thought it was a really, really good way for these young kids. Like, you know, like Bruce Russ, really, obviously he's done regionals. He's, he was thrown at the deep end and he adapted quite quickly. Um, But just imagine if there was a series where, if he was stressing about how he was going to race at a regional and how important it was, if there was a series that he could go to and get rid of that sort of anxiety about it, yet still learn to compete at a higher level than he would be at a club race. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things, isn't there, that you have to you have to understand is different from a club race. People can be very relaxed at club racing with regards to like marshalling and and things so when you come to the regionals it's a big step for some people uh we had it i was just this weekend there was some some locals that didn't know how the whole marshalling element of it was they're not used to if you're in the b final for instance that you've got to be on marshalling in the first at the first leg of the a they weren't used to even you know the new rule this year where we go up on the rostrum in in number order so that those drivers that have qualified first can have their their pick of the spot first, and so on and so on. So it's it's different, isn't it? So it's it's if there was something to break you in a little bit better between club racing and regional level, that would be good. And we've got a lot of new drivers this year. I've not run the numbers, but I would probably say there's at least forty percent of drivers that are unknowns. And but that's, that's good. A lot of people, that's really it? good. Yeah, that's. I think that's really good, and I think that's a sign that the nationals are filling up. So I think also people that want to now go to the nationals next year, you want to go to the nationals, you've got to go to regionals, and you've got to get your num- you've got to get your F grading. Because yeah, someone someone said that to me this year as well. There's one of one of our regular competitors has said, "I I need to be able to score the put the rounds." Um, to make sure for next year I can get my national spot. So it's going back to the old days, I think, because it did all relate to your regional positions, didn't it? Way back yeah. when. Um, and I think and that's then, brilliant. Yeah, I really do. Because what that is is that's the success of the nationals feeding down into the regionals, and then because they're that success, as we mentioned earlier. The tracks and they're getting that extra support. They're getting more people coming. Where at a regional, you might in the past have only got 90 or 80. Now you're getting 120 at every two-wheel drive regional in the Midwest. 
So that's, you know, even if you said £10, just to make the math easier, it's 1,200 quid for a track each time. It's a massive, massive amount for one of our tracks in that region to keep going. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had, we, had 100 and, we had 118, I think, for Kidderminster booked in up until the day, and, and we ended up with 114. Uh, we had 102 on the Thursday before Oswald Street, and obviously we had some pretty bad weather, so that dropped down to 94. Um, but, you know, the, these are some good numbers. You know, it makes you proud, doesn't it, to know that you've got such a strong, strong field coming through there. At the moment, for, for two-wheel drive, we've got 140 competitors scoring, so it's good. Big numbers in it for a region. Yeah. You know, considering some regions are able to hold, because of their numbers, able to hold uh, a two and a four-wheel drive on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. We've got we no chance. <laughs> no chance with us. Have you kept any... someone, someone, someone said uh, that it was voted into the AGM that we should run two three-minute practices uh, on a on a qualifying to give people that opportunity to try a couple of things before we go into into full blown qualifying. And yeah. um, when I when I do the numbers, it, as soon as you get to ten heats, it puts an hour onto your day. So um, at the moment, we've not been able to run that format because we've just had so many competitors. Yeah, but it's it's not a bad problem to be having to face, is it really? One, yeah. one practice is enough for us old school guys anyway, isn't it? Yeah, you get it. I mean, for us, you know, you know. for us be finalists, you know. <laughs> hey, Mike, have you kept any of your old cars? Because I know you said you've raced pretty much right the way through. Have, have, have you kept stuff or anything interested in the loft or anything like that? I am really sad in the fact that I haven't kept a great deal. Yeah. Um, until recent times, I've... I've kind of had to sell the cars to to pay for the next one yeah so so unfortunately there's a lot of a lot of cars that i've not got but the ones are you know there are a couple that i really like so i've got an s44 one of the um atomic carbons oh yeah, yeah. Up, in, up in the uh up in the loft i've still got that i've got some yoke b maxes i've got a B44, an original B44. Uh, I think I've still got a J Concepts four-wheel drive as well. But that would have been the BJ4, wouldn't it? BJ4, yeah. Worlds. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that was actually... I think I've that got one of those as well. That's a, that's a nice rare card. There's not a lot of them floating about. No. Um... Like you said before, I, I ran I ran Durango at one point. They they sponsored me at one point. Uh, I would have loved to still have my uh, four ten, but I don't. You need to speak to Andy Mountford. He's got, apparently he's got uh, the world's supply of Durango. When Durango went, yeah, he has. he he he's because he had all the spares. <laughs> <laughs> so, speak to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, at the minute I've got his. Uh, sat downstairs because I'm uh, I'm just trying a little experiment with something um, oh can we talk about this it'd be so cool 
like you know. I've got his feet. I've got his four ten V five sat downstairs at the minute. He's messing with the diff yeah. out of it. <laughs> the centre diff had a diff and a slipper. I don't know if you remember that, Mike. No, I don't remember that one. Mm. It was a yeah. diff on one side, and then the other side of the spur was a slipper clutch. It actually because split the drive line. There's so many, so many adjustments nowadays. You've got to wonder how many of these things. Uh, I, I've been driving for a very long time, but even I, like, I don't feel a lot of the changes and a lot of these special bits. I've gone all out this time with the L1R. I've pretty much got everything, I think. Um, and I've not used the Ross yet. But I'm curious. But I'm wondering if it'll actually help me or not. At my level. I think where it helps us at our level is just making the car, especially four-wheel drive. I think the two-wheel drives are all pretty... Uh, Pretty tame, easy to drive now. But um, I think any, with the four-wheel drive, any of these crazy bits help us make the car easier to drive, more, you know, less less angry with the four-wheel drive, where it's not trying to throw itself into a bush at the end of the straight every time you go around. Because <laughs> your volume's going up and down a little bit, mate. Just let you know. Oh, I haven't, I haven't changed. Yeah, I'm still. I think, I think you probably slouched in your chair, and your Wi-Fi connection has gone off your headphones. No, no. <laughs> well, um, oh, there we go. Um, now, I just think anything that's going to make it not spit itself into the bush at the end of QD is is a bonus. Whereas the two-wheel drivers, they're all really easy to drive. You're now messing with a two-wheel. Just put mm. it down and drive it. Um, Is is it true that you and um, Scott Wyman have got a bit of a rivalry going on? We've always got something. I haven't done any research or anything today, Mike, but I remember there being um, a pink tutu bet between you and Wyman. Yeah, there is most seasons. Uh, Is that that going? There's always a who can do better than the other person. Yeah. And and one year, yeah, it was down to... I can't remember if it was national results or whether it was national and regional, but the loser had to wear a pink tutu. <laughs> you lost. Um, let's just say it was a fairly big pink tutu that year. Oh, dear. <laughs> Is you implying that Mr. Wyman lost? Mr. Wyman lost. What, what year was that? Um, I want to say it was something like 2014, maybe. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was a while ago. I'm not saying that that was the last time I won. Definitely not. But <laughs> <laughs> did you beat him this weekend? I did beat him this year, this weekend. I think. I was going to say yeah, because he was in the same B final as us, wasn't he? I think. I think I did. Oh, now you're making me question it. Yeah, he was uh, he was definitely in the B final with us because with Kidderminster being Kidderminster, it was uh, it was a very uh, not sorry not Kidderminster Oswestry being Oswestry. The rostrum was obviously very thin. It's, yes. it's not just not very long, and 
Scott decided that he was having like a place not quite where <laughs> at the end and I had to when he was squeezing past it was quite intimate it was there was a lot of man rubbing going on <laughs> yeah just just looking at the points he he beat me by one place oh there you go so you, you've got to wear the pink tutu on the rostrum to do I'm looking at the driver's briefing I'm looking at the B final from um, Sunday now uh, you were 7th Mike and Scott Wyman was ninth. Was he? Oh, did I beat Wyman as well? Uh, yeah, sure. You, you were second. No, you were second in the beef one, weren't you, Bowden? No. You're, no, no, no. You're looking at the wrong thing there because I was fifth, Scott was fourth, and Chris was eighth. Oh, sorry. That was, okay. yeah, that was the quite finals round. I was looking at the wrong final. I went right to the bottom. Sorry. Um, there we go. Uh, it was Keith, Roger Tugwood, James Evans, Scott Wyman, Mike Elliott, Matt Oslin Jones, Dean Gibbs, Bowden, Andy Williams, and Luke Wild Goose. Yeah, it was, a, it was. It was a good fight. I thought the uh, the etiquette in the driving was great as well, and nobody was being stupid. Um, but here's a question: In that last run, what did you go out with? Silvers, yellows, or dry or wet car? See, I don't do what everybody else does. I've got one car. And I'll change that car however it needs to, which has been really difficult this year um, with having to obviously organise everything, make sure that the finals listings and stuff are all correct and all that sorts of stuff. And um, I've actually done quite a lot of the refing this year as well. So most of the finals I refed at Kiddy and at Ozestry. Um so I've not had a great deal of time to do any changes, but I'll only have one car, one that I change. So it was fully set up for the wet. I'd flipped front and rear, rear wishbones on the car. I was running pro squat. I was running really soft. Um, and then I was on silvers because as soon as that track is damp, Nothing really works. If I'm honest, the the best tyre for that track in the damp is Ballistic Buggy Greens. Um, but obviously in the region, we've got a rule that is Mesos or Proline Pyramids. So I was running Silvers. Right, it's just because driving, I felt in the final, um, in places, the track, well, in most places, really, even on the straight, which was kind of the last place to dry out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it was It was too, I think it, whether it was right, dry enough for yellows, I think it was too too dry for silvers. And I kept feeling the car overloading, the yeah. uh, overloading, especially onto the straight. You know, when you gun the power, it started to do that, that wobble when it diffed out on left to right. Yeah, the wobble, and then you have to back off to get it back again. So, for those that don't know, so Ozzestry has uh, straight at the back of the track, and underneath that bit of astroturf is is tarmac. So, what tends to happen is the water will sit on that tarmac; it can't drain anywhere, um, and that's why when you when you put the power down coming down the straight, you tend to slide most of the day if it's been damp. 
especially right in the middle, isn't it? Just as you think you've you got out of that top corner, obviously, just as you think you're safe, the halfway down the straight, it goes whoop. Yeah, <laughs> and you face it does. Just, just as, as you think the you're boost safe, kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as you think it's safe. Yeah, so, so it's it like that. And then there's road planings over most of the rest of the track so that it can drain away and stuff. Um, but that bit's that bit's the hard bit. So, but most of the track will stay fairly damp. Um, you can run yellows. Some of the track will have been fine, but not all of it, I don't think. But it first Sunday, we started off with the day. It was damp during practice. It rained for round one. It rained for round two. And in all honesty, I got to round two. I was 10th overall. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, realistically, we should probably cancel or or finish the day as it is. We'd done the desired amount, which you have to get through two rounds to to call it a meeting. And I was looking at the forecast and on the forecast, it said it was going to rain continuously for the next two hours. And I thought, should we really be carrying on? Everybody's getting damp. Everybody's getting cold. There was a lot of grumbling anyway, hearing certain people saying that it was a bit miserable being there. Um, But the club carried on into round three. And about, I went round the pits. Uh, Being new to the role, I thought I'll ask a couple of people what their opinions was going to be. So I asked Tony Bish, I asked Tom Yardy, uh, I asked a few few other faces. Tony and Bish have obviously been regional reps in the past. Um, so I just asked, asked those two, definitely see what their opinion was going to be. And then 10 minutes later, it started getting a bit sunnier, didn't it? It and didn't then, the kick was lovely. And then it turned to be a glorious day track was still wet but you know it was sunny there was a a couple of clouds but it was sunny it was getting warmer it was nice so it was one of those it was lucky we carried on we managed to get through the whole day didn't we and turned out all right in the end yeah well i think the weather really came came good in the end didn't it and i don't know well, we're just the finals were wet we're just sticking out of the area chris you got any more questions you want to ask uh, no, I think we've just, just been having a good chat. Yeah, absolutely. It's been class. Um, all right, Mike, um, we, we promised we'd, we'd let you go after an hour. So um, we do this thing called the GTRC Hall of Fame, which is like um, at a special place where we put things, like our best members of RC, basically. Have you got anything you want to throw in there? So there's a memory I love. Uh, there's a couple of memories I love, to be, to be honest. One go back to Ledbury, uh, the truck national last year, I think it was where we came off the roster and went to Marshall and Keith slipped down a bank. And, you know, in those cartoons where the person's legs completely go out from under them and they just sort of hover in the air. (laughs) I remember that moment. And then Keith went down and he just walked across the track and he Peter Griffined it and just went, just to holding his elbow. That yeah. is one of my 
my Hall of Mo- Hall moment. You know, he still suffers with that months later. <laughs> he does, yeah. Yeah. But bit, the one it? I, the one I really remember, which I, I f- think needs to go into the Hall of Fame, is an Oswestry National. That we had, uh, we had tents all around the edges. We kind of made it a bit festivaly, and we had a little paddling pool. Don't know if you guys remember that year. No. No. That year, we managed to during during some point during the weekend, we managed to get some tape. I think it was we wrapped it around Jerry Seacup's legs, and we carried him into the paddling pool, and we threw him in, and we were all there laughing. And then Phil Robinson came walking up, dipped his cup into the paddling pool, and just tipped it gently over his head. <laughs> Now that one, that's my moment. Brilliant. Anything. I, tell, I hope this picture is an Oopal because I'm going to go looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, class. All right, then, buddy. Thanks very much for coming on. It's been absolutely brilliant. Um, do you want to thank your sponsors before we let you go? Yeah, I thank uh, thank Schumacher Racing. They've uh, they've always been there. <laughs> Perfect, mate. Nice one. I'll see you um, at the next regional, dude. All right. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Cheers, Mike. You'll have to hang up with your end. All right, mate. Cheers. Hey, later. guys. And he's gone. How about that in a one-take podcast? I know. It was awesome. Yeah, good good, good chat. chat. Found yeah. out some interesting... Uh... Yeah, so are you at the um, Southport Regional this weekend, then? I will be at the Southport. Yes. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so three, three or four teeth on the pinion... And loads of turbo, loads of turbo. Be fine. Yeah. Be fast. I'll figure it out. We'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. So, come on then, get on with it. I want to know all about it. I want to know what the round scores were. You know, I want you to to tell me a story about how dominant you were at, at Oswald Street at the weekend. Well, I wouldn't say dominant because somebody else won the meeting. <laughs> so, um, but no, I mean, weirdly, I think as I said to Mike, as we said to Mike earlier, Oz, Oz has always been kind of a bit of a bogey track for me. You know, we've, we've all got them. Um, it's not, it's not a blight on the actual track. It's just for whatever reason. I've just never, I've just never gone well there, um, except for one meeting when we got back from the Euros in Reims, and we were talking there with Mike, um, and obviously we'd been driving on this stupid low grip stuff a little bit, and me and Princess just did all right because we were like, no, this is really grippy. Um, so I've only ever gone well at Oz in the wet, so. I don't want to say confident, but I was looking forward to it, should say. Um, yeah, just just looking forward to it. I was, in, I think I was in a good place, you know, in my head where I wanted to be, and you know, we were doing all right. So I was fairly confident in the setup I got on the car. I know it's a good, a good basic wet setup that works everywhere I go, um, with just a few little tweaks here and there. So put it down for practice, and I'm like, hold on, this this is feeling 
this is feeling really good here. Like, and I get off and I'm looking at the lap times and I'm looking at some of the people that I'm normally around. And I'm like a second and a half to two seconds faster than some of them. And I'm like, all right. See what, see, I'm just going to leave. This is the way it is. I'm leaving this for practice. I'm, I'm leaving this car for uh, first qualifying. And put it out in first qualifying. Um, apart from a few tank slappers on the straight, which never ended up facing the wrong way, and a few back off the power because it was started. I'd got on it a bit early coming out of some of the corners and it started to slide. Nothing you wouldn't expect in the wet. It was, for me, a faultless run. Uh, you know, no marshal crashes, nothing. Just felt really, really good. So anyway, I'm like, we'll see how it gets on. And I got busy doing something else. And it wasn't until the end of that round, and I think it was Lee Frost, he turned around and he went, have you seen where you were in that round? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, just have a look. So I have a look, and I'm 13th overall in round. <laughs> nice. I was like... I know we're a PG podcast, but I literally just went, shit me. I was like, I was so shocked. Um, and then I think I put a little bit of pressure on myself and I had the next run. Um, I had one Marshall crash at the end of the straight. Yeah. Whereas at the end of the straight, it was the usual turn right. But with it being quite wet when I braked, the car decided it wanted to turn left. And as it turned left, I tried to correct it and it, it span and just ended up nose first in a wall. Yeah. And that was a 10 second mistake. That was the only mistake I made. Drove the rest of it perfect, 21st in round. Had I not made that 10 second mistake, I'd have beat my previous round score. And I think when I take, when I took, you know, when you do that, you do the basic maths, don't you? Yeah, like yeah. if I take off the 10 seconds for that yeah. mistake, this is where I'd be. I'd have been 12th in round. That's really good, buddy. Um, and then I think, was it a seven? A nine, then I had a 19 and then I had another 19 in round, which gave me 32 points overall. Put me, um, Set, uh, at ninth on the on the grid in the B, fairly fairly good form actually. Avoided some of the carnage at the beginning. Uh, caught up, got caught up in the middle of the pack. Um, as I came up through this like the long sort of bumpy section that went from left to right, just in front of the rostrum. Um, I just I just pushed the line a little too much and I clipped a bit of a pipe and it just it spanned me not sideways it wouldn't had had I been on my own I'd have been all right but Dean Gibbs just came up behind me and he just collected me no one's fault like it you know we couldn't have, neither of us could have avoided it and we we did joke about it on the rostrum um, and yeah it just spanned me round which dropped me like six seven like down to the back yeah. and then I managed to put a drive in and collect two places back up but I think did you and Dean drive a, did you and Dean drive through from the back then yeah yeah, it, yeah. I think it just put my because it had got really sunny for the finals 
and it was drying really fast. Had I have been like in the the D or the E final, say, I think my car had been just in that that sweet spot. Yeah. But I think it had just dried enough where my car was out the window of where it was going to be best. And I don't think I'd have been able to really make many setup changes to to compensate for that. It it just was what it was. But I'm not going to complain. I was I, I was chuffed. Like you know, I think at one point with the after round two with the 13 and the 21st. 21, when you looked at where I was in the round, I'd have been really happy if Mike could have called the meeting off because I was 14th overall. <laughs> yeah, FT <So>, maybe. <laughs> I'd have been like, you know, yeah, yeah, cancel, yeah, shut it, Mike, yeah, this yeah. is dangerous, this is, you know, <laughs> deadly. You know, health and safety, Mike, come on, I know we've got high visits on and that keeps us all safe, but, you know, this is, this is too bad, this is deadly, Mike. But nah, so, yeah. Great, great weekend. Uh, looking forward to um, Southport this weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. So be, be good. This will be good, man. I took Bruce to Ledbury on um, Monday, uh, just for a bit of practice, really. Just did some laps and got the crew down. Um, Lee Frost came down with Ollie, and Matt Alcock was there. Uh, and another Ledbury member I don't know his name sorry but yeah uh, we went down and did some laps and we were getting Ollie used to his nitro car because he's been racing a lot of e-buggy but he hasn't been he's not used to how they move Lee was saying yeah he hasn't Yeah, he was just trying to get in because basically with the clutch on a nitro car it's a little bit different to an e-buggy like when you lift off there's no resistance you know you got even if you haven't got drag brake on the motor still slows the car down well, with a clutched yeah. vehicle, when you lift off, there's no there's no drag <laughs> at all. You're just purely running on the bearings of the car. You know, I ended up getting a clutch out of my toolbox. Uh, when I showed him how the clutch worked and how the springs works and spoke to him about that and the revs and, you know, and once you're moving and, and, you're, and you're on the power, the clutch really is non-existent. It's only, you know, and how to use it for the pop, for the jumps and stuff like that. And, yeah, and we got, we got round um, and, and he was flying around at the end. There was um, him and Bruce and Matt Alcock, not all day, but there was, there was one session where they were like within the space of like, a, I don't know, a three foot square get for like two or three laps and it was wild. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen, um, but it was a real race and, and they, they were absolutely flying around it, it, with no space between. And me and Lee were jumping up and down in the pits at um, Bruce and Ollie screaming around because yeah. it was really, think, it was really uh, good to watch, mate. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, we've got... <laughs> In terms of dedication, we've got to give a bit of a shout out to Lee because obviously, did something happen with Ollie's wet car? Yeah, and uh, Lee was out building him a new one at uh, two thirty in the morning before a drive to Oswald Street that same day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's some uh, that's some dedication for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ollie's a little superstar, man. He's he's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be really quick, mate. Mark my words, he'll yeah. be really quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what you got coming up then? So you're at Southport, and I, that means where am I going? I'm I'm at Robin Hood this weekend for the yes, rear, you've got the, 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 the rear here, motor, the rear motor challenge. And you know what? I, I've been looking forward to it for ages, and I remember them saying it was a really race, but I forgot about it. And then I saw the post again today. This really race format, and I'm like, my God, this is going to be epic. Oh my, this is going to be epic. You know. So yeah, I'm, I'm like really chomping at the bit to go. Really, really, I'm excited for it. So, um, 
the important question is, are you going to beat Potter? Absolutely. <laughs> this is not even in the mob ballpark, mate. You know. Uh, oh, right, okay. yeah, it'd be good. Uh, to be fair, though, I really hope that we get to have a race between. You know, you know what I mean. We saw up beating your mate, but have you really beaten him when they're in the final above? You know, I'd, I'd like to be on track with Potter and have a race with him. I think that'd be awesome for for the pair of us, mate. I really think it'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be, I think yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes it's nice. You just want to have a have a race. Don't you? Yeah, let's just race it out. Let's race it out. Yeah. yeah um, and what else was to talk about? Uh, oh yeah, I saw um, a post on Facebook this week that the the Scotty Earns showdown they've dropped the prices. And do you think yep. for, is it Bank Holiday weekend of the month? Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, it looks pretty really cool. I'm booking like I'm taking uh, Dylan for Dylan's racing. Big first big sort of. Yeah, and I th- big event. Yeah, I think as well they don't cap entries there. Um, so if you think, no. if you were thinking about booking in, um, now, now's the time to get it done. Uh, because there's, there's yeah, a- definitely. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Uh, it should be a good race, and obviously, if you've never, if you've never been at a race where where Scotty's commentating, it it does add something. I know, like, I know you wouldn't think a commentator would, but. You know, when you watch the videos, you hear that we're going racing. Uh, it does. It really it, it adds it adds a bit of a bit of something else to it. A bit of bit of something special. Yeah. Oh, I saw as well. Just quickly before we knock it on the head, I saw a couple of clips of um, Oswald Street at the weekend, and they had a commentator on. It was Ash Williams. He's really good. Yeah, yeah, I thought really, did a cracking was, job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Really, really good job, Ash. So, Ash, if you listen this far into the show, well done for that. And secondly, um, yeah, if that was you commentating, mate, you sounded really, really, really professional. Well done. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was really good. Speaking of sounding really, really professional, do you want to thank the sponsors? Yes, mate, I can sound professional while I say thank you to CML Distribution. A big thank you to Shearmaker Racing and a big thank you to Will Speed who obviously have released their associated variant of their RF3, and it looks uh, it looks very good. I'm, I'm hoping to be at a meeting where somebody's got one that I can have a little, uh, a little look at. And a little yeah, but were David, Partridge, David Partridge, who won one in the Christmas raffle, got his pro- got, got got delivered in the week, so you might be able to see, is it a regional? Well, yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be lovely, Dave, uh, if you could get that built up and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you can put a summer receiver in so we can just bind up to it, that'd be absolutely wonderful. Oh, that'd be cracking. <laughs> right, uh, especially if it's uh, really powered. That'd be <laughs> there we say thank you to the listeners. Um, guys, thanks very much for getting involved with our Car Crash for a podcast that we lovingly record for you every Tuesday night and publish on a Wednesday. Um, don't forget to like and share. We'll give you a, a raffle ticket for the Christmas tree. Simple as that. Um, that's this. I'm trying to think of what else I've got to say and I can't think of anything because I've said it all. So, Chris, good luck at Southport, mate. Oh, mate. Be fine, it's never. Three, t- three teeth on the pinion. <laughs> 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 so, it's never. 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 It's never.